0: Radio. Thanks for tuning into the journey. It's great to have you listening in today, wherever you are, right around this wonderful country of ours. Whether you're all the way up there north in Port Macquarie, day to all of our new listeners up there, whether you're down south in the Illawarra, perhaps you're listening in from down in Victoria, Bendigo, Albury, Wodonga, Gippsland region. Wherever you're listening in from, it's great to have you joining us on the journey today. I'm flying solo today, no Dave in the seat next to me, but we've got a great show lined up for you, that's for sure. I suppose as we listen in today, every single one of us will be conscious of the many terrible things that we've seen going on right around the world. Whether we're looking at the images coming out of northern Iraq, whether we're seeing the the fighting and the footage of of the conflict in the Ukraine conscious of all of the the fighting and and bloodshed that's going on in the Middle East, in the Gaza region in particular, gives us reason to pause and to be very fervent in our prayers for peace and for justice. Certainly Christians throughout the world are called on to to bring God's grace into this situation through our prayerfulness. So I'd encourage listeners to do that as we, we move through the program today. Look, We have got a great show lined up for you today. Starting off with a, a gospel reflection from Father Graham Schmitzer on Matthew chapter 16, he's going to give us some insights into the gospel that's set down for this Sunday. Sister Hilda's joining us on the journey, and well, quite poignant given uh, all the the bloodshed around the world and and the many victims which are children. She's got a little piece that's called "They're All Our Children." Today we're going to hear from Trish McCarthy. And she's got a piece for us called The Voice. We'll we'll hear some stuff also from the Parolas, and they've got some great tips for marriage as well. So let's get into it. We've got a great show lined up today. First of all, though, we're going to hear from Father Graham Schmitzer and a reflection on Matthew chapter 16. Faith, hope, love and life.
1: You're listening to The Journey.
2: Here's this week's reflection on the Gospel.
1: Hi, I'm Father Graham from St. Columkills, Caramel. Today's Gospel focuses on Peter, one of his most interesting characters. It's clear Peter had leadership qualities, but he also had glaring weaknesses. Sometimes he is very brave. Other times he is very cowardly. Sometimes he is like a rock. Other times he is more like a piece of jelly. It's very interesting to see how Jesus dealt with Peter, how he helped him grow into the man who eventually laid down his life for his master. This growth was gradual, and there were some regressions. But this is how growth happens. To live is to change, and to be perfect is to have changed often. Obviously Jesus saw potential in Peter. We all need someone to believe in us. It's hard to believe in ourselves if no one else does. Peter didn't think he deserved to be called. Lord, he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Jesus did not deny that Peter was a sinner, but he challenged him to grow. We all need to be challenged, otherwise we stagnate. Jesus involved Peter in his work. He made Peter a partner, not just a messenger boy. Responsibility helps us to grow. Jesus asked Peter to declare his loyalty. This forced Peter to look into his own heart and to stand on his own two feet commitment helps us to grow and encourages us to further generosity. Jesus corrected Peter. When Peter drew his sword in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said to him, Put away your sword. Those who live by violence will die by violence. To learn from one's mistakes is an essential part of growth. Jesus understood that when Peter denied him, it was out of weakness, not malice. Jesus forgave him, and gave Peter the chance to begin anew. We all need someone who does not write us off when we don't produce the goods right away. But Jesus never spoiled Peter. That would ruin his chance of growing. The thread that runs right through their relationship was love. Peter knew that Jesus loved him. It was a rock in Peter's life. Peter's story is our story too. We also blow hot and cold. Sometimes we are strong, sometimes weak, but without a warm relationship with Jesus, and that's what our religion is all about, we are only on the fringes of Christianity.
2: Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. (coughs) Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey.
3: There is a true story told of a journalist who was driving through Sarajevo during the Bosnian conflict. He was hailed down by a man carrying an obviously sick little girl. He pulled the car up and the man jumped in. Would you please take me to the hospital? My little girl is very sick. They sped off. After a while, the man said, Could you go faster, my friend? My little girl is getting worse. Still later, he begged, Please, my friend... "'Go faster. My little girl is dying.' When they arrived at the hospital, it was very clear that the little girl was indeed dead. The man sobbed and said to the journalist driver, "'How will I ever tell her father?' "'But I thought you were her father,' the journalist replied in bewilderment. That lovely man simply said very softly, "'Aren't they all our children?' "'Aren't they all our children?' listeners there are little children crying for their mothers and fathers in Palestine. There are bewildered children all over the world caught in a horrible web of pain. There are children in our own cities and suburbs who won't have enough to eat today. There are children who do not have a future and they are all our children. Our God the father of all mankind shares his creativity with us, shares his children with us gives them into our hands, and that's fact. Next time you walk past an obviously drug-affected youth or a teenager with an obvious problem of one sort or another, and you're tempted to dismiss him or her out of hand, how about simply looking at them with love in your eyes, with a certain tenderness, even if they don't see it? How about thinking a kindly thought about them and sending that kind thought to their hearts? You might even feel moved to shed a quiet tear for who they have become. I beg you, don't pass them by as though they did not exist, for the very hairs on their head are counted by our loving Father. How about calling out to God, as did that man to the journalist, Father, my little girl is lost. Father, my son is so lonely. Father, my daughter is about to do something silly and destructive. Wouldn't the world be a better place if more of us took our part and took seriously our lived role in parenthood with God?
0: Welcome back to The Journey. Great to have you joining us on the show today, wherever you are right around the country, or if you're listening in via podcast or live streaming. You just heard from Sister Hilda Scott in a little piece that she called They're All Our Children. Now, if you haven't already done so, I'd encourage all of our listeners to get along and see an absolutely brilliant movie that's been released in Australia over the course of the last week. It was actually released on August the 14th, and it's called God's Not Dead. It's a brilliant movie. And it really covers a story of a young man who, in going off to university to do his study in, in college, as they, they call it in America, is challenged about his faith at a level of philosophy and, and is really forced into a, making a decision about whether or not he's going to stand up for what he believes in, and how in doing so... He really brings so many people to an encounter with the truth of God, with the truth of, of Christ and the reality of the Christian story. It's a really powerful story. Um, and, and I know it's, it's not an uncommon one that many young people would encounter when they go to university. The thing I love about it is it really engages with the reasonableness of faith at, a, at an academic level. And that's a, that's a really powerful thing that we've all got to engage with in our society. The other film that was released over the course of last week, and we actually interviewed Peter Cousins on the journey last week, was Freedom that incredible story of, well, the song Amazing Grace, tied in with another story, generations later, of an escape of a a slave family, uh, the star of the, the, the movie being Cuba Gooding Jr. The thing that I love about this movie, again, is all of the Christian themes that are part of it, and a way it really highlights that Christians had a huge impact upon this incredible injustice that was going on in America and how we're called to do exactly the same today. Look, encourage people to go out and see both of those movies, God's Not Dead, and, of course, Freedom. And as Peter Cousins explained to us last week when we spoke to him about the movie Freedom, if those movies are not playing in your local cinemas, give them a call. He described how that makes a massive difference. If they get a few calls, just a couple makes a significant difference. It means from the point of view of the cinemas that they realise that there are people within the community desiring to see those movies. And if a couple of people phone up, it means there's a lot more people in the community who'd come and see it if it was actually showing. So I encourage you to do that if it's not playing in your local region and get along and see both God's not dead and freedom. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey.
4: You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au.
2: You're listening to The Journey. Music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy.
5: Are you aware of the voice? I'm not talking about that reality TV program, but that little voice that runs a constant stream of thoughts through your mind. Talking to a friend the other day, we touched on this stream of thoughts and its relationship to our ability and capacity to really listen. I've noticed that over time I've been able to minimize the amount of noise in my head to a point where I'm actually conscious of most of the thoughts and words that pass through my mind. Very rarely do I speak without having formed the whole sentence or paragraph in my head before it's ejected and if I'm caught in negative feelings I can trace back my thoughts to which of those triggered that spiral. This hasn't always been the case and for some of us we may not even be aware of that constant stream but being in touch with it creates a powerful base and insight into our fears, our self-perception and most importantly our capacity to be alone in silence without having to drown out the noise with TV, radio, Facebook posts and other conversation. Being able to spend time alone with our thoughts and to watch them as they pass is vital to understanding who we are, developing a watchful eye, growing in virtues such as self-control and discerning what is of God's life-giving spirit and what is not. Over the coming week, you may wish to try a few activities. First, being aware of this chatterbox in your mind. Is it positive, negative or neutral? Secondly, taking some time, for example five minutes, to watch the thoughts come and go. You may even be able to write them down like a running commentary. In doing so, you may see a pattern develop, starting with a particular thought and ending in a place you would prefer not to be. Negativity, doubting yourself, comparing yourself, questioning someone's care or appreciation for you. If that's the case, it's a great start to be able to address it and take it to prayer. Prayer is also a good place to develop slowing down your thoughts. Using a single word or a short phrase spoken gently in your mind gives you focus and centres you when your thoughts and internal chatter begin to run wild. Work hard this week, and I have no doubt you will see fruit in perseverance.
2: Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness.
0: Welcome back to the journey, and it's time now to move to an interview that we did earlier this week with Marita Winters. And Marita, for those of you who are regular listeners into The Journey, will know, is running the Proclaim conference that uh, is, is the sellout, which is absolutely fantastic. The focus of that conference is on renewing and enlivening parishes. And in particular, they're focusing on the authors of a book called Rebuilt. So let's have a listen to that interview
6: with Marita Winters.
2: Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey.
6: We're joined on the journey today by Marita Winters, and Marita is the organiser of Proclaim 2014, a big event. Marita, thanks for joining us on the journey.
7: Lovely to be with you.
6: Marita, just wondering if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and, and the role that you've got in organising Proclaim 2014.
7: Oh, well, Jude, I um, am the Director of the National Office for Evangelisation and the Catholic Inquiry Centre, right. and our, our office um, outreaches to people who are Catholic, um, who, who are, are away from the church, and also mm-hmm. to those who aren't Catholic but are interested in finding out about the faith. And Proclaim 2014, um, this is the second conference that we've held. It's about equipping parishes to be centres of evangelisation, to um, give people in parishes the enthusiasm, the encouragement and the support to be missionaries. Um, So not just turn up to Mass on Sunday, but but to live their faith Monday to Sunday.
6: Wow. I know you held a conference in 2012, which was a big success. What's the focus of Proclaim 2014 going to be all about?
7: It's about trying to repeat and grow that success. Um, the focus is on parish evangelisation because there's lots of great things happening in the church, but many parishes are struggling. And we're bringing out the authors of Rebuilt, Father Michael White and Tom Corcoran from yeah, the United right. States, because they've rebuilt their parish.
6: It's, it's been a really successful book right around the world and, and I know people in the Catholic Church but in lots of denominations have read it. What what do you think have been some of the keys to their success and, and why are you bringing these guys out in particular?
7: Um, when they describe what their parish used to be like, mm. it resonated with any number of parishes that I've visited or lived in. Mm. Um, they've tried things, they've made mistakes and then they've tried other things that have worked and the book details their failures and successes. So I think it's a, it's a great handbook for anyone who's in.
6: Involved in parish life. Marita, I know in the book they describe very clearly how they went to school on what a lot of other churches are doing in the United States. And so the Catholic Church pretty much said, hey, we've got some really big things to learn from, from some of the other churches, particularly the evangelical churches. What are some of the things that stick out in your mind about those learning experiences?
7: I think the first is welcome. Mm. That some of the, the big mega churches they welcome people and every new person is, is really important and really significant and, and welcome. The other thing that they do beautifully is worship. Yeah. And we've got our particular way of, of worshiping but that's not to say we've got all the answers. So, you know, Father Michael and Tom demonstrate in the book that they've been to other churches and seen what worked. The other thing that I really like that the mega churches have is big celebrations and, mm. and we have them at Christmas and Easter, but we we haven't kind of worked out a way to do it quite so effectively.
6: Mm. Marita, how many are you expecting to come to the conference? I know it was really successful in, in 2012. What, what sort of numbers are we looking at here?
7: Uh, we're hoping for five to 600 people a day,
6: wow. uh, over three
7: days. Uh, and we'd, we'd like a strong representation, not just from Sydney and surrounding um, suburbs and dioceses and you know regional areas, but from all over Australia.
6: And where's it being held?
7: Proclaim 2014 is being held at the concourse at Chatswood.
6: And, Marita, there's a whole lot of energy and and reinvigoration in the Church, particularly with a whole lot of the things that that Pope Francis had been saying. In the light of that, but also this conference, what do you hope are some of the fruits that come from Proclaim 2014?
7: I hope for transformation in in the hearts of the people who come. Mm. And I hope that people who come to Proclaim go back with new energy and vigour and a renewed enthusiasm to reach out to people who aren't active in the life of the Church at the moment. Um, The Church is poorer for people who aren't present in the community on a regular Mm. basis. And sometimes we just need the encouragement to speak to our neighbour or colleague or family member and invite them back to church.
6: Well, Marita, I just want to encourage you in what you're doing here with Proclaim 2014. You're really trying to bring the whole body of Christ together. How do people find out more about Proclaim 2014?
7: Anyone who's interested can have a look at our website, Mm. www.proclaimconference.com.au or they can telephone our office 1300 for faith. That's 1300 432 484. But we'd love to hear from anyone who's interested in finding out more.
6: Marita, thanks for, for joining us on the journey. And seriously, congratulations on, on again running with this proclaimed 2014. I'm sure it's going to be a, a massive success, and, and I hope the Lord blesses everything that you're doing. Thanks for joining us thanks. on the journey.
7: Thanks very much,
2: Jude. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family.
0: Well, thanks very much to Marita for providing us that interview on the journey and throughout the week. Proclaim registrations actually closed. There uh, are there are full house, which is great news, and there are people coming from all around Australia to this uh, conference, which is going to renew and reinvigorate parishes. For those of you who missed out, weren't quick enough to get into the Proclaim conference. Just need to encourage you to listen in to all of the keynote addresses that will be live streamed. Simply go and have a look in your search engine and type in Proclaim 2014 and you'll be able to get those links to listen to all of those keynotes. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey.
4: You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au
2: Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call.
8: In the Beatitudes, Jesus says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He is really calling us to a new way of seeing the created world around us. That if we see the world correctly, we'll naturally see God in everything. Now we have a choice of seeing things as they were before the fall or after the fall of Adam and Eve. Before the fall, Adam and Eve looked at the world as a gift that pointed them to God everything was a reflection of the love of God when they looked at the world around them they naturally saw the beauty of God and and how affection and loving God was towards them but when they looked at the world after the fall they could only see themselves they could only see the world in a functional way something which was going to fulfill their need or fill their emptiness and their hunger and so the same way we still look at the world today This is where gluttony, lust, anger, all these things come from because we're actually looking at ourselves and our own need, our own emptiness first. When Jesus says that we are called to be pure in heart it is really a call to see God present in everything and in everyone. We are called to look beyond the surface and see the mystery within. That all of this is a gift. That this is God loving us and revealing himself through the creation around us and through the people around us. Jesus calls us to see every created thing as a symbol of the love and beauty of God and then encounter this love by worshipping and thanking him for the gift. It is through this new way of seeing, this, this pure of heart way of seeing, we will naturally see God in everything. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestandbrothers.org.
2: You're listening to The Journey. Music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now, inspiring you to dream. Here's Bruce Downs, the
4: Catholic Guy. In school, we learned about facts. We memorised mathematical facts. We learned laws of nature in science. We considered the facts of history. Our parents taught us what was reasonable and sensible when it came to living. Yet, as much as we base our everyday lives on facts, on evidence, on good sense, we know that when it comes to the greatest things in life, facts and good sense have very little bearing. The audacity of a great inventor is that he believes he can build something which up to this point is impossible to create. The audacity of great writers is that they believe they can write an original idea, something that the more sensible among us would say is impossible, for there's nothing new under the sun. The audacity of every great love story is that the couple can make their love work even against all the impossible odds. Yes, even our faith, for all the evidence and logic and reasonableness underneath it, at its very core, is quite impossible. Are not miracles by their nature impossible? When things are impossible, there is no amount of good sense, logic or evidence that makes them possible, except for the audacious belief that the impossible can be made into the possible. All great things that we create start with the impossible. Yes, most people will say that believing the impossible will make you quite mad, but maybe the best place to start today would be to believe something impossible, to contradict some logic, to dispose of some good sense and to make the impossible possible jesus called us to live an impossible life but with him it is possible to be more than we can be all by ourselves why don't you go out today and be a person who lives the impossible why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com
2: you're listening to the journey great christian radio for the whole family
4: you're listening to the journey with dave and dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on Cradio.org.au Welcome back to the
0: journey. I hope you're enjoying the show today wherever you are, right around this beautiful country of ours, whether you're listening in via your local Christian radio station, via live streaming, or if you're listening in via podcast. We heard from the Catholic guy, Bruce Downs, and Bruce is doing amazing work at Sydney in the moment, establishing impact ministries, reaching out to people that are, well, I suppose, disconnected from church. We also heard in there, Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love, fantastic newly established order, well, newly recognized order, of priests, brothers and nuns in Australia that really have at the heart of their mission, bringing people to an encounter with Christ in, in the new evangelization. So great to hear from Father Dave in his piece. All about being pure in heart. Just want to let listeners know about an event in October that's coming up for young men between the ages of sixteen and thirty-five called the Young Men of God Conference. The Young Men of God Conference 2014 is about helping all people realise their fullness and their potential. It's an opportunity to meet inspiring young men from around the nation. There's going to be thought-provoking and challenging talks about your faith, great music, a time to retreat and reflect on your faith journey. There's some fantastic guest speakers that are coming. The conference this year is called Dare to Lead, and guest speakers include Bishop Peter Soli, Senator Zed Sasselger, and Pat Keaty from Emanuel Worship in Brisbane. The venue is the Tops Conference Centre, which will be known to a lot of people. It's one of the premier venues around Australia, which is in Stanwell Tops. And to book your spot, you need to go to ymgmovement.org. If you want to speak to someone about the event, contact Brother Dan on 0406 803 565. Brother Dan's a great young bloke and really passionate about bringing young men to an encounter with Christ and enlivening them In their faith. So get along. People from all over the country will be coming to the October Conference
1: Young Men of God.
0: Still a bit more to come on the journey. After the break, you're going to be hearing from Francine and Byron Parola. And their focus this week is going to be on, as a couple, focusing on your daily strongest feeling faith, hope, love, and life. You're listening to The Journey.
2: You're listening to The Journey music, interviews, and wisdom for living life to the full. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Perola with Smart Loving.
9: Honey, we need to talk.
10: Ah, those five words that strike unparalleled fear in every man's heart. They usually mean an unpleasant message or at least a very long and arduous conversation. No wonder men dread these words.
9: Hi, we're Francine and Byron Parola from Smart Loving and today we're talking about sharing emotions. Men and women are quite different when it comes to verbal communication. While women are marathon runners in the endurance conversation, men are optimised for the sprint encounter. Fast, focused, effective communication is his preferred style.
10: Like most couples, we spend a good deal of our day apart. In the early days of our relationship, we were diligent in updating each other on our daily experiences. Every evening, or through several phone calls during the day, we'd keep each other in touch with what was happening at work, what our newborn baby was up to, and things that were generally happening in our lives.
9: The practice kept us intimate as we both grew and changed. After a time, though, and especially once children came along, increasingly, there just wasn't the time to share everything that we individually experienced
10: each day. And yet, we were still growing and changing just as much. Even as our relationship stagnated, our individual development continued. Over time, this lack of shared life experiences created a sense that we barely knew each other anymore. We had changed so much that we felt like married strangers.
9: This drifting apart is often felt more acutely by women, as their need for intimate conversation is typically stronger than it is for men. One very effective habit to counter this drift is sharing our daily strongest emotion –
10: Let's be practical. In our fast-paced culture, it's just not possible to share all our encounters in a typical day apart. However, if we do share the strongest emotion we experienced each day, then we are at least keeping in touch with the most significant experiences in our lives. It's the strongest emotions that are associated with the most powerful experiences, the encounters that impact us deeply. And these are the ones that really matter and are worth sharing.
9: And it needn't take a huge amount of time to do this. Five minutes is usually sufficient. This is not only achievable for the conversation-weary husband, it actually helps focus the conversation for the woman so that she becomes more efficient in communicating what really matters.
10: Moreover, the practice helps us process those intense emotions. As a regular habit, sharing our daily strongest emotion is not only achievable, it has the added benefit of preventing the backlog that leads to that dreaded demand that we need to talk. It's a simple daily ritual with big payoffs for both of us.
9: We're Francine and Byron Parola, and for more relationship tips, visit smartloving.org.
2: Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness.
0: We heard from Francine and Byron Parola with some really good tips on, well, the importance of sharing with each other daily. And if you're busy, doing it by just sharing your daily strongest feeling. It's a a great way for couples to stay in contact and to be in tune with what's going on in each other's lives. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. Coming up next week on The Journey, well, we've got all of our regulars, including Sister Hilda, she'll be back. We're hearing from Sam Clear, and we'll be getting some really good tips on raising kids from Marilyn Rodriguez. Importantly, next week, we've got an interview with Dr. Ben Weicker, And Dr. Ben is a a renowned speaker, an academic, who's written a number of books on the relationship between science and faith, and in particular in recent times has been a real apologist for Christianity with a number of other writers, presenting counter-arguments to the new atheists such as Richard Dawkins. I had the chance to interview him this week, and we'll be putting that interview to air next week. I think you'll really enjoy it, so make sure you're tuning in for our show next week. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey.
2: The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.
6: radio.org.au